Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. We're going to be talking about all things business growth, brain rewiring, and climbing from a holistic point of view. You can learn more about me and follow me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You'll also find freebies for building your business, brain rewiring, and training for climbing. I am so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. I had a really great weekend up in Leavenworth, Washington. Oh, it was so good. It's kind of amazing how we were able to actually find climbing bouldering specifically, even though it's been so hot out. I think there was a high of like 85, but managed to find a couple of boulders that stayed cool and it was kind of just exactly the weekend that I needed. Needed to be outside, in nature, away from my phone, away from screens. Yeah, very rejuvenating. Also, if you have not been to Leavenworth, Washington yet, oh my gosh, you need to put it on your list. I am really excited because I'm going to be recording a podcast episode soon all about Leavenworth. What to climb, where to stay, where to eat, my favorite climbs, tons of suggestions. You're going to love it. I'm so pumped. I got such good questions. And I honestly, I get questions about Leavenworth multiple times a day from people. I've been climbing there for about 10 years now. It's my absolute favorite place in the entire world. I actually still have an apartment there. I live with my boyfriend in Spokane right now, but keeping my apartment through November through bouldering season and really pumped about it and potentially want to invest in some land or property there at some point. So yeah, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. I could talk about Leavenworth for probably forever, which is why I'm going to do an entire podcast episode, hopefully very, very soon about it. So just so you know that that's coming up in the future. So some updates for me before we go ahead and get into this. If you're listening to this podcast episode on the day that it comes out, which is going to be Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. Holy moly, how is it already September tomorrow? Time is just like flying by. I cannot believe eight months of this year is gone already. It it blows my mind. But if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, that means enrollment for Synergy is closing so, so soon. It closes on Friday. Friday, we have just four spots left too. So if you're wanting to learn how to rewire your brain, how to reprogram your neural pathways and retrain all of your thought patterns that aren't serving you, that aren't letting you live the life that you know you could be living, manifesting in things, setting boundaries like a boss, getting the job you want, getting the pay you deserve, having the relationships that make your life just like mm, that much better. If you aren't having those things in your life right now, this is for you. I struggled so hard before I found brain rewiring. I was definitely a pessimist. I was a glass half empty type of person. I mean, I was like, shit, the glass is empty. It's not even like half empty. It is like full on empty. Brain rewiring changed my entire way of looking at everything. So not only do I get complimented on how positive I am every single day from people, but I'm also able to see things in an entirely different way now. I, I truly wondered in my past if I was ever going to like be happier, if I was just going to like have to fake it all the time. And I can tell you now that I am legitimately to my core happy. I'm, I wake up every single day. I'm so excited. I absolutely love my job. I love my relationships that I have, and I love being able to help and support people do the same thing. It brings me so much joy, and it brings me so much purpose to my life as well. We get started with Synergy on September 13th. There is so much involved with this program. I'm so excited for it. We have breathwork from breathwork expert Lisa DeOria. So if you haven't listened to her podcast episode yet, a couple episodes back, make sure you do that. She's amazing. We are so lucky to have monthly breathwork sessions from her. We're going to be doing a movement class as well. So if you haven't heard yet, with trauma, we actually store it in our bodies. So a lot of the times doing a specific type of movement pattern to actually release that trauma can be really, really empowering. It can be really helpful and it can be really healing. So we're going to be doing a movement class from Jenna Jacobs. I've also interviewed her for the podcast as well. She's also a brain rewiring coach. A couple of episodes back, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. She'll be leading a class for us. I'm really excited. We're going to have guest expert trainings on things like human design, more trauma healing. I actually have two experts that I'm bringing in for that to help facilitate that. Shadow work we're going to be having work done on and inner child healing as well. It's all inside this program. 
what really needs to happen with brain rewiring and one of the things that I stress the most is we cannot heal in the environment that we that got us to where we are right now so we actually need to be super protective of our energy of our time this is your time to be selfish selfish in the best possible way like I truly want to Re reframe this word and to give it a different meaning. Selfish is not a bad thing. Selfish is one of the best things that you can do for yourself because truly when you start to take care of yourself, then you can show up for other people. But if you're not doing that, you know, if we're letting other people have access to our energy, if we feel taken advantage of, like we need to take that back in order to start that healing process for us. And healing really is what it is. Like in order to create these new neural pathways, we need to first be able to heal at our core. We need to get to the bottom of the conditioning that we've had, you know, since we were very, very young and get down to like, why are we the way that we are? Start to unravel all of these things because if we can start to connect and put some of these pieces together, then we can actually start to make different choices. We can start to respond differently instead of reacting. So I'll put the link to the application in the show notes. And if you want to book a 15-minute free call with me just to talk about brain rewiring, talk about payment plan options, I will put that link in the show notes as well. I am so stoked. If you are wanting to go through the brain rewiring process, I will find a way to make it work for you. Like I am super motivated to have people in this program that are ready to get results, ready to make changes, and ready to really like experience what it's like to be part of a group, to be vulnerable, to be supportive of other people, to let themselves be supported. That's probably the biggest key to this too, is like, I think for a lot of us, it's so easy to help other people and go out of our way to do things like that. But when it comes to us and receiving, this is a big part of feminine energy is receiving, just being like, you know what? I am worthy as I am. I don't have to do anything in order to receive on my end. Really starting to untangle that for ourselves. You know, we've been so connected that like, oh, you have to do X in order to get Y. No, that's bullshit. Like you get Y no matter what. Like you are worthy just as you are. You have so much worth and you don't need to do anything in order to, to improve that. Like you don't need to do anything to prove that you're worthy of anything. So letting yourself be supported by the group as well and truly letting yourself blossom. Like it's going to be such a beautiful experience. I'm so excited to lead this group. I'm so excited to lead these women through this process. And it's going to be hard at times. It's going to be emotional, but in the end, it's it's truly going to be so transformative and so beautiful. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. So if you have any questions, again, you can book that free call with the link in the show notes. You can also send me an email, chelsea at ladybetacoaching.com or on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Okay, let's go ahead and get on into this interview with Ducky. I'm so excited. She is seriously one of my favorite people. She's so positive. She's such a badass. I think just listen to the words. Listen to how much confidence she has. She really goes into and shares her story in this episode, and I think you're really going to resonate with it. She has truly, truly shown me what it's like to just be confident in your own skin and to just show up with everything that you have and to just put it all out there. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud to be her coach, to be her friend. I think you guys are absolutely going to love this interview with Ducky. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am super excited. I have a very special guest with me here today, somebody that I've actually met in person multiple times. Um, she has been a client of mine for almost two whole years now, which is super exciting. And I'm so, so happy to bring her onto the show. We have Christina Svarna, although we all call her Ducky because that is just like the absolute cutest name that I've heard anybody ever have. And she is such a gem of a person. I'm so excited for her to come on and share her experience with Synergy, with brain rewiring. I think you guys are really, really going to take a lot from it and really resonate with what she has to say. So Ducky, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more? Hello, everybody in the Lady Beta community. Um, I am Ducky. My actual name is Christina, but uh, for climbing or like when I don't know strangers, I my name is Ducky and it's really cute. Um, I am a former pastry chef turned mindset and nutrition coach. And um, yeah, I'm awesome. So listen to a little bit more and find out why. <laughs> she is awesome. Can 100% confirm this. Um, what I love about you the most is your confidence. Like, 
you out of anybody, like your mindset, I think you already came in with a really high caliber. You already had like a really high foundation and base when we started working together um, with climbing training. And we did a lot of like mindset and nutrition stuff too. Like you were always very, like you were so assured of yourself, like assured of your decisions and kind of like the direction that you wanted to go down, which I thought was like really cool. Like for me, it's like really inspirational to be able to see that. So tell me a little bit more about your background, kind of like what led you to become mindset and nutrition coach? Like, why was the pastry chef like that wasn't the thing that you wanted to do? Um, I've always had like my I use I usually tell people that my grandmother raised me in her kitchen. Um, so like I've always loved food. Um, I mean, food is my love language. So I always thought that like that's where my career was gonna go. Cause whenever I brought or made anybody food, like I am so addicted to that feeling when like you make something and bring it to someone and they're just so happy. And then like on top of it, if it's like nutritious and is like benefiting them in a certain way, like I always really love that feeling. And I thought originally that it was going to be like, you know, open my own bakery and do that. And then like do some sort of community outreach as a part of that. But the more work I started doing on myself, I realized that like, there's more to just eating well. And I didn't want to spend, you know, 40 years of my career just giving people brownies or cookies or cakes. Like my interest went a lot deeper than that. Um, and I've always been interested in mindset work. I don't think I called it that when I first started doing it. Um, but I had this one moment when I was a kid and I went to school and I was wearing like what I thought was like the coolest outfit and like three people on one day made fun of me. And, you know, I was 17 and that happens because humans are humans, but I came home and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm never letting anybody else's opinion affect my opinion of myself. And I wrote this little mantra and I repeated it every day for a month. And after that, I just, you couldn't do anything to phase my belief in myself. I still have bad days and everything as everyone does, but excuse me, I decided. And from that moment on, I was like, everybody needs to know how to do this. Like, you know how to make yourself feel better with food and make yourself feel better with your mind. So that's kind of where I am now. Oh, I love that story. I haven't heard that one before. Like that is seriously. Yeah. You've been doing mindset work like since like way back when probably yeah, like really knew what it was at all. And I think that that parallels brain rewiring so well because we use, you know, affirmations as part of it. It's a big component, but I want to hear a little bit more. So, you know, we've been working together for quite a while now. You've gone through pretty much every one of my programs that I have. What was it about brain rewiring where you're like, okay, that's the thing that I need to do because you did come in with that strong base of mindset work already. I think for me, like, I mean, I know 2020 was, um, a thing for everyone, like whatever you want to call it, that's what it was for you. And I'd, I'd been having that conversation with myself and my friends all of 2020 hours. Like, I just, I feel like I'm not doing exactly what I want to be doing. I was kind of going through like a really big struggle, um, in terms of like where my career was going. And, you know, then I broke my foot last year and I had like, I had no choice but to sit in my thoughts. Like I couldn't work them out by climbing. I couldn't, I literally couldn't move for six weeks. So I dove into like figuring out what exactly it was that I wanted to do. And that led me into like the mindset work the most. Um, I mean, I call it my dark night of the soul because it was the, probably the darkest time that I've ever been through. And I remember towards the beginning of 2021, I reached out to you and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to completely change my career. And this is what I want to do. And I know you had like business coach and we talked about that. Um, but then we started talking about synergy and I was like, yeah, the business stuff, like I'm still interested, but like, I need to make sure to fix my brain. Like all of those like little moments where I still suffer and like, I'll see myself in a mirror and like, I'll have that negative thought. I was like, no, that's, that's got to stop. Like, I know that most of me is this like positive radiant light. I can always find the silver lining. So I think for me, it was like, I want to help people, but the more I work on myself, the more able I am to help people get out of their dark spots. I think that's what really drew me to Synergy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's such a good way to put it too, is like, for me, like 
only mean business is just like this incredible opportunity for like self-development and self-growth. And it's like the, the further and deeper that you work on yourself, the further and deeper you can meet other people. Like you can only meet other people as deep as you've, you know, been willing to work on yourself essentially. And for those of you who might not know what dark night of the soul means, um, this is a really fun one. I've definitely had a couple of these moments. Um, for the most part, like in, in my past, didn't really know I was going through them, but similar to you, like injury can really bring those out. I think for a lot of people, because like you said, like you are forced to sit there, like you're in your thoughts. I think a lot of us really use climbing as this form of escapism, but not necessarily realizing that that doesn't fix the problems. It doesn't fix the issues. It really acts as a band-aid. And if we don't do the deeper work to like dive into those thoughts and see like, okay, where the hell are these coming from in the first place? And then actively replace those with different ones. Like it's only going to like repeat the cycle more and more, but dark night of the soul is just like, kind of in my mind, it's like when all of these like perfect storm variables come together and you're just like really having a shit time, it feels really hard, really difficult. It's very, it's very hard during that time to see the silver lining, even if you are that positive person and just really like knowing that that's happening for you it's not happening to you even though in the moment it's really hard to remember that yeah like I I had a moment there was a guy I was dating at the time and like I'm not a big crier um I'm, I'm quite stoic but like we were having dinner and like in the middle of dinner I like burst into tears and I was like I don't know what's happening but I'm having a terrible time not with you but like just there's like, it's like my mind was like going through an earthquake, like something had to shake loose. And like, I had to figure out what, what was the thing and the amount of like, I know for me, climbing is definitely an escape. Like when I'm having a bad day and I can go climb something hard, even if I don't, you know, send it or anything like it's, it's moving the energy through my body and I wasn't able to do that. So I just had to mentally process it and like, that's a skill in itself. And it's so valuable to have gone through that. Like if you had asked me in the middle of that time to be like, Oh, well, how are you going to use this to your advantage? I might've punched you in the face, but like now I'm like, I needed that because now I know that like, I can go through like the worst scariest thing that I think is happening because I know I've made it through a really dark, scary thing already. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It gives you that confidence to be like, yep. Okay. Well, that was pretty bad. And I learned a lot from it and I gained new skills and it brought me to new opportunities and different pathways in my life and being able to use that to like essentially move yourself forward. So let's talk a little bit more about brain rewiring. So we've talked about, you had affirmations when you were 17, you know, that was like a really, it sounds like a really big changing point in your life, you know, for you to start to realize like, actually I do have the power to change my mind, which is a lot of what brain rewiring is. So going into the program, what were some of the main things that you were hoping to essentially get a transformation out of? I think one of the main things, like one, you know, I'm one of your biggest fans. So like, I already knew that like being in your energy was going to do something, even if the program didn't work, it was three months I got to spend with Chelsea and like a group of like, you know, awesome women. But I think for me, the thing that you said in one of the like, one of the multitude of ways that you were putting that information out, you said that like the thing that it did for you was it stopped you from being um, a dick to yourself. And I think for myself specifically, like that is a huge, like, I know we as women are our biggest critics, but I was just like, so it's possible to not be a dick to yourself. Like you can just be nice and appreciate yourself. Like my mind was like blown at the possibility that that could actually happen at all. And I think that was definitely the biggest thing. I was like, okay, if this will help me be nicer to myself, that's awesome. And I secondary to that was like finding the tools that I could use to become more resilient because I had just overcome like this injury. I've never broken anything before and I didn't know I needed more tools in the toolbox for situations that I knew were going to come up in life that were similar to that injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we could record an entire podcast on like how to stop being a dick to yourself. I think (laughs) that, that for so many people in Synergy was a huge one is like, we, I think just societal standards and everything, the way that we were raised, it's just like, we automatically take the blame for so many things. We're always trying to like 
point out our faults. And it's, you know, it's always just like this thing where you have this constant pressure. Whereas like when I talk to like my boyfriend or my male counterparts, like I'm pretty sure that's not there, you know? So it's like us learning how to be nicer to ourselves and really just like step into that power that we've always had. We were literally born with, but we, we keep giving it away. We give it to other people and we just kind of forget that like, actually that's like our natural born right is to like stand in that power for you. What were some of the ways that you kind of noticed yourself either softening or starting to speak to yourself differently? Um, I think, I think the affirmations were probably the best thing. I still have the post-its on my wall and, you know, every once in a while I'm having a bad day, I'll look at it and be like, nope, I'm awesome. Whatever that thought was, just going to sit with it and breathe and move on. Um, I think not only did I start like observing my own thoughts, I think that was the biggest part of it. Like sometimes we get in such habits and I see this with my clients too. Like you get in the habit of like, this is the way I've always done it. So this is the way it always is. And you start, you give away the power to write your own story. And I think for me, like when I started paying attention to my thoughts, I was like, who wrote that? Like, did I do that? Okay. If I did that, then I can write the complete opposite. I think that was the biggest thing for me. And secondary to that, like, not only did I have a bigger, like, compassion bucket for myself to draw from, but I started noticing that, like, every time I would have disagreements or even conversations with people where, like, they said something and, you know, a few months ago, I would have been like, okay, you're an idiot. Like, that's, I cannot believe you just said that. Instead, like, I would notice myself asking the question, be like, is that what that's like for you? Please tell me more. I want to know how you came to this conclusion. So there was a lot more, like, curiosity and openness and, like, really at the heart of it, like, compassion for, like, everybody having their own human experience. And instead of, like, blaming or judging, which still happens, but, like, coming at it from compassion first and being like, okay, I see how that experience is like for you please tell me more. So maybe I can find a way to show you what it's like on this side. Yeah. Find that commonality essentially too. Exactly. And like really remember like you're humanizing people when you're doing that. And I think that that is such a beautiful skill set to have because it's so fucking easy to just be triggered and then become defensive and anything else that person says, you're just like, I can't even like you, it's like this brick wall. It's like, can't even get past here, you know? And it's like, at that point, the conversation isn't constructive. Like you're not going to move past it. You're not going to understand where that other person's at. You're not going to hear them. They're not going to hear you. And I think for you to be able to have gained that skill set, like just observing the thoughts like that in and of itself too, is really, really powerful. For sure. It's, it's, I can't even express how valuable it is because like I can confidently say since synergy ended, I don't get into arguments anymore. Like if I disagree with someone, I will say something like, Oh, you know, I don't share that opinion, but I'd really like to know more about how you came to that conclusion. And like, people look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why don't you just get mad? Like what I said was offensive. I was like, well, if you think it's offensive, and you know it, why did you say it? (laughs) So it's really funny to come to this point, like, you know, one of the best ways to teach somebody to do something, and this is part of how I coach is like, you have to show them how it's done, tell them about it, then show them and then maybe they will do it. But it's, it's such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And one thing too, that I know you and I have talked about because Ducky came to visit me in Leavenworth and we went on this awesome hike. One thing that we talked a lot about was being able to really take that radical responsibility. So thought shifting is a huge, huge part of brain rewiring. And I kind of mentioned it before, but you know, when you're going through the dark night of the soul asking like, why is this happening for me? You know, what, what can this do for me? What is this going to allow me to do in the future? Is this, you know, helping me be a stronger person? Is this helping me soften? So for you thinking about thought shifting, taking radical responsibility, how is kind of like your, your view of the world shifted with that? I think I definitely use thought shifting with my clients because it's, it's the thing that has helped me the most. And I think the reason it's helped me is it's made me feel like I actually own the power that I have. 
I think as women, we forget it. And I know as people, we definitely forget it. Like being able to look at a situation and instead of like, you know, I know a different coach that doesn't like the phrase it's happening to me versus for me, but like, it's what I'm doing with that information. You know, Mm -hmm. like even in like the worst scenario, like let's say you broke your foot and you think you're never going to climb again. It's like, okay, what are the things that you can gain? Like perspective, like it's coming to situations in your life with questions instead of judgments. I think that's been the biggest thing for me about that because it's just, I don't have to like judgments to me are like set in stone. Like this is what this is. But when you come at it with questions, like you're coming at it from like a growth mindset. Like I want everything that happens to me to help me evolve into a better version of myself instead of like put me in a box that I really hate being in. Right. Yep. And yeah, I think what you said too about growth mindset, like people might understand kind of what that means on the surface level, like, oh yeah, like we're growing from our experiences and things like that. But for you, you know, incorporating brain rewiring into that, how has that, uh, I'm going to use this word synergistically worked together so that you can actually start to become that better version of yourself? I think adding one of the other things that I really loved about synergy and brain rewiring as a whole is that it forces you to become curious about yourself. There's a line between like being self-aware and having a growth mindset and like actually using that information. Like a lot of people that I know like are obsessed with this, like finding more information. Like I need to know, know more about this and more about that and more about this. But if you're just learning about those things, but not implementing any of them, that's not necessarily the kind of growth and you're going to see less benefits from that rather than like sitting in the uncomfortable and going like, okay, like, where is this actually going? Where is this taking me? Like, how am I going to take this information to change my life instead of just like adding another self-help book to the bookshelf? Right. Yeah. Which is what I think a lot of us try to do is the self-help books. And for me, I just realized I'm like, I'm not reading these anymore because A, I feel guilty about not implementing and B, it's not deep enough. Like a lot of this too. And this is what I loved the most about brain rewiring is having that container of people to talk to with the shared experiences, being able to learn from other people, being able to help other people through theirs, you know, be able to put words to what they're going through. And it's that connection piece too. It's like, you know, yes, you can do all of this. You can read a book, you can watch a YouTube video, whatever it is, but like who's holding you accountable to actually make the changes? Yeah. I think the community aspect, like, uh, I mean, next week I'm meeting one of the girls in Seattle and we're going to go climbing. Um, I are, we have plans to go like travel internationally. So like, I think the connections are just as important. Like it would have been great to have synergy as a one-on-one because your energy is addicting, but like the power of the group, like there were several calls we had in there where like there was some deep shit that we were talking about. And like, you know, you get that person's perspective, but then somebody else can come at it be like, well, you know, I've been through something similar and this is how I looked at it. And you're like, Oh, Oh wait, you can look at, you can look at it that way. That's so fascinating. Um, not just in like the different perspectives, but also the support. Like I know because I've had friends, um, in my life that like, I'm not the only one that's felt this way, but like actually being able to like see those people live and be like, Oh wow, you can relate to this. I'm so not alone. It, it was like, I, I seriously can't speak to how awesome that part of it was as well. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's it's crazy because it's almost like a self-sabotaging thing to isolate ourselves and think like, oh my God, I'm the only one that's been through this. Nobody could possibly understand. And then when you do have a safe container to actually open up, it's crazy how many people have gone through a very similar experience or, you know, maybe it's not exactly the same, but they do have some perspective to offer because we like it's so hard to get outside of ourselves. Like it's, it's so hard to think differently sometimes, but somebody might offer a different perspective and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I've never thought about it that way. And it just opens up this completely new like worldview for you. For sure. There, there was two, there were two women in that program and like, I've, you know, they're, they're coaches in the industry and I've looked up to them for a while and like hearing them talk, I'm like, Oh, you're not perfect. Thank God. (laughs) 
like you have problems oh my god I'm so glad you have problems because I feel like uh, one like I relate like oh okay thank god I'm not the only one that suffers through these insecurities and I think that we forget a lot of the times in the highlight reel of social media that like yeah I may you know come on stories or whatever and give you this image but like you don't see the 17 takes it took me to like before I published that one or the four hours where I spend looking at this thing that I want to post because I think someone's going to judge it. Like everyone thinks that way. Like we all have those moments. It was enlightening and empowering all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is something that I want to talk about too, because I think you'll, you'll have something really great to say about this. And I want to record a future podcast episode about what I call the sister wound. So kind of like feeling like in competition with women. And for me, like, it's so important to create spaces with women to where it feels very collaborative. It feels like community. It feels like I can trust you. You're going to be there for me. You're going to understand you're going to hold space for me. Maybe we haven't had the same experience, but you know, it's going to be something to where it feels like very safe and you feel very held. So can you speak to that at all, you know, in terms of like maybe your relationships with women prior to, and then going through, you know, you, you've been through now three of my programs with me, <laughs> some of your experiences after. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the times, I don't know, because I grew up, I spent the first 10 years of my life, I don't know, eight to 10 years. My mom will correct me, I'm sure on the exact dates or whatever. Um, but I grew up in a different country in Slovakia, in Eastern Europe. So like a lot of the pressures that are put on women, um, like I have dual perspectives in that sense, because like, it's very, very traditional in Slovakia. Like, you know, you grow up, you get married, you have kids and like, you either do that or, you know, I, my, my grandmother said when I turned 25 and I wasn't married yet that I was on the way to spinsterhood in, in her non, in, a, in the most loving way. So like, I come from like part of that background where there's like the pressure to be this certain way, but then growing up here in the States, it's so different. And like, I'm definitely the oddball in my Slovakian family because I think happiness is a choice that you choose every single day. And when I tell people this, especially in my family, they're like, but how? And I'm like, well, do you choose to be angry? well, I mean, no, but things anger me. And I was like, okay, but you can also choose to look at it differently. And they look at me like I'm nuts. Um, and like speaking your mind as a woman in Slovakia versus the States is also definitely different. Um, it's highly encouraged here, even though we may not feel like it as women, but like we have so much more freedom to say our opinions. And then we spend a lot of our time like, arguing with each other rather than lifting each other up. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, I know since becoming part of your community, for sure, I've felt a lot more powerful in that sense. Like I, I already had a really good base in like, I don't care what you think. I'm going to say it anyway. And if you hate me, cool. Then you're wasting less of my time by being in my space, but also like being able to develop my own opinion and being able to see other women as resources rather than competition, like collaboration over competition always. But I think that's also a skill and it's not one that is marketed to women a lot because, you know, the culture wants us to stay small and stay quiet. And I know a lot of my female friends have a lot to say and have like really, really valid experiences that would help other women and other men by being shared. I think a lot of the times the women that I've known like won't share their experiences because they think no one can relate, but also like it's not just a woman to woman thing because a lot of times like I've talked to my brother-in-law in the last week because we're on vacation together about some of my experiences as like being a female and he's like, "Wow, I've never even considered that." So, you know, he's a father of daughters, so, like, he can take that knowledge and use it not just to empower them, but to be a better advocate for the women in his life. Oh, yes, it's, like, it really comes back to, like, 
you know, it's kind of cliche, but like empowered women, empower women. Like that's really what it is. Yep. So it's like the people that you surround yourself with too, because you feel confident voicing your opinions and lifting others up. They're going to feel more safe doing so too. Yeah. And like, we all need examples. Like, you know, sometimes when like I'm having a bad day, I go and look at videos of women that I respect and I'm like, okay, she's doing the thing. I'm not that different. I can go do the thing too. And like, if we never see that, we will never know what to embody. Right. Yep. Yeah. We, we really do need those examples. Okay, so I talked about in the intro how I spent all weekend in Leavenworth, but you know what else I also spent all weekend in? Is my Terrakaya sports bra. I live in this thing. I actually have five different colors and I I honestly want to collect them all. It's like Pokemon. Like I love these bras. I used to be into the Lululemon bras, but they, they never quite fit right. Like it was always like me trying to like stuff my lats and my, my body and my muscle into them. And I was like, okay, well, I guess if this is an quote athletic fit, this is kind of like how this bra is supposed to fit, but it was always super uncomfortable and super tight. And then I found Terrakaya and I, I kid you not, I am never going back. Like, I want to sell or donate or thrift all of my other sports bras because, honestly, these are the only ones I wear now. And if you have not yet tried Terrakaya, I live in the low cut. I love it so much. I have the olive one. I have the dune one. I have the orange one. I have all of the colors. And I have one of the high cut bras. I absolutely love that one as well for a little bit more high impact activities like running. But for climbing, the low cut one is my go-to. That's the thing. I pull it out every single time. It holds its shape amazingly. If you go on a week-long trip, you don't need to wash it. I mean, obviously you can if you want to, but you know, I've definitely been there where I've been on a, you know, two-week road trip this summer to Wyoming, didn't wash it once, and it was great. Held its shape, held the elasticity, and it was perfect. I love these sports bras so much. I cannot say enough good things about them. Terrakaya has absolutely changed my life, and it's changed my view on kind of like how athletic clothes are supposed to fit. And I say supposed to in quotations because, yeah, I just had a lot of negativity around it before, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, they actually did make a sports bra for climbers, and it fits my body, and it fits so well. So if you want to try out your own Terrakaya bra, you can use my discount code for 20% off. I'll put it in the show notes as well, but the discount code is Chelsea-LadyBeta-20 and you get 20% off your order. So that's absolutely an amazing deal. You can order one for you. I mean, I was going to say you can order one for a friend, but like, who am I kidding? You're probably going to want to keep both of them. It is really like a gotta collect them all type of situation. So again, that code is Chelsea-LadyBeta-20 for 20% off your order. And if you order these, be sure to tag me in your Instagram stories. Let me know what color you got. Let me know how much you love it. I have heard nothing but good things from other climbers about these bras. And they're honestly like the only ones that I recommend, especially if you've got those climber lats going on. Yeah, allows you free range of motion. I've never felt restricted once. They're so comfortable. I forget that I'm wearing this bra, which I mean, honestly, is a huge, huge thing. I'm never not conscious that I'm wearing a sports bra when I'm wearing other brands, but when I wear my Terrakaya one, it's perfect. It fits so well. I absolutely hope you love these as much as I do. So I want to talk a little bit about, and I ask this from everyone because honestly, like, again, it makes us feel less alone. Like brain rewiring is not easy. So did you feel any sort of resistance come up? Um, What was something that you really struggled with, you know, either throughout the program or kind of like felt hesitant to start to implement? Um, Well, when you start brain rewiring, like, you know, you're like super excited because you're like, there's all these awesome benefits on the other side. And then the first, uh, you know, two to four weeks is spent like diving into your trauma. And like, I mean, yes, you're prepared for it and guided by an awesome guide. However, like diving into the things that like make you act like a dick to yourself is really difficult. Like, you know, you have to confront like, why do I act this way? And like, you know, why do I say these things to myself? And what am I saying? Like, where did I get that from? That shit 
is really difficult. Like it's not fun. Like imagine you're having like the worst day and everything is, you know, like you go to the store and they don't have the one thing you came there for. And then like you go to the bank, but they close a few minutes before you got there. And it's like those little snowballs and you get home and your husband's like, oh my God, you're 10 minutes late. And it's just like one thing piled on top of another. That's kind of what it feels like when you start working through that crap. But like, and I know like this may not sound like a glorious advertisement for the work, but if you don't go through that, if you never figure out why you started piling shit on top of shit and why you constantly like, you know, are triggered by like somebody talking about a new diet. Like if you never figure out the reason that that affects you, you can't use the tool to overcome it. Like it's so important to figure out. And like, I think the thing about self-awareness for me, like I've been on that journey since I was 17. And the more I find out about myself, the more excited I am to do whatever the next thing is that I want to do. Cause like, I say this all the time, but like, in theory, we only get one life, you know, no one's proven me wrong or right otherwise. So you only get one chance. Like, why would you want to suffer if you know that it's possible to not suffer? Like it's so much fun on the other side. And I'm not saying that like, I don't have hard days or that there aren't moments where like, I'm still beating myself up. But then I have that thought like, oh, I look so fat in these jeans. I still have that thought sometimes. And then I go, no, you're experiencing the feeling of that. And feelings are meant to be felt and then be moved past. Like you can get to a point where like, not necessarily, you may not think you don't look fat in those jeans, but go, yeah, but the shirt is great. And the jeans are comfortable. And I have a roof over my head and a mirror to look at these jeans in like, there are ways to frame your feelings. And I think one of the biggest things for me about this program in particular was that you have the power to choose how you react to your feelings and you have the power to remind yourself that they're temporary. Like you're not always going to feel fat in those jeans. And if you do throw out the jeans and buy another pair, (laughs) like you are not stuck. You are not a tree. You can move like whether it's emotionally or physically, like there is, you know, green grass on the other side, but like you are the one that gets to walk to it. Yes. So well put that just like puts a smile on my face because yeah, I know I absolutely used to like sit and ruminate in my feelings and every once in a while I still catch myself doing that. And then remembering like, oh my God, I actually can choose to move through this feeling and it doesn't have to be this way. I don't have to feel this way. You know, that's not to say that we just should never feel sad or guilty or embarrassed or whatever negative emotions. Like those are necessary, I think, in order to get to the other side. But a lot of the times, like, it's almost like we haven't yet given ourselves permission to be happy because we don't feel worthy of being happy. And I know that this is one of the big ones in the program that a lot of people like this was their main negative brain pathways. Like they just didn't feel worthy of experiencing that. You know, they didn't feel worthy of experiencing like a loving relationship of being nice to themselves, of climbing harder, of making more money, whatever it is. And a lot of it came back to like, when did you first learn that you weren't worthy? And I think that you've done a really great job of constantly like not only reminding yourself but other people too like by you saying things like I'm fucking awesome I'm like fuck yes that allows it's probably triggers a lot of people because they're like oh my god who is she to say that and I'm like no fuck like everybody needs to say this about themselves because like truly you are awesome yeah there there's I don't remember who said it but like there's only one of you like there's only ever going to be one of you. So like, if you have the choice between thinking like, I should be thinner, I should be healthier, I should do this more, I should do that more. First of all, stop shitting all over yourself. One, but two, you're fucking awesome because you're you. Like there is no one else like you. It's, it's funny to me, like, especially watching my nieces grow up. Like, you know, you read all the kids books and they're like, you're this beautiful, unique star. And then when we're like 12, we're like, no, I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. And I'm like, where did, where did we skip from like empowering kids to having this great self-esteem to shitting on ourselves when we grow up? Like, 
uh, one of my clients told me that her doctor first told her to go on a diet when she was 11 years old based on her BMI. And I'm like, that blows my mind. Like, like, are you, I have no words for like how angry that makes me that that is not a unique experience. Yeah. And like those things stick with us. Like, you know, a lot of us have trauma from childhood and it's not just like, it's not like severe stuff like abuse, but it's like, you know, somebody made this one comment once. Like I remember there was a kid in like sixth grade and like the fact that I can remember this and like, it's a story in my life. Like I hadn't started like shaving my armpits yet. And this one kid just constantly made fun of me for it. So I didn't wear shirts without sleeves for like 10 years because I didn't want anyone to comment on that. And then I'm like, but it's hot. Like I want to wear a tank top. Like I always wore shirts over. And I remember one day I had this thought, like, why do I do that? Oh, because that kid named Brett made fun of me in sixth grade. Like, why does that matter? None of that matters. So yeah, it's yeah. 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 Taking the time to it. actually sit down and say like, okay, here's the thought pattern that are, that I have where the fuck did it come from? Like literally like in synergy, I have all of you guys draw a continuum. I'm like, okay, what's the negative thought pattern? Where did it come from? Like, I need you to list every single event that you can actually think of to where now you have this and you believe that about yourself, your abilities, whatever it is. And thinking back to like, also with negative feelings, like we've been talking about, like, when's the first time that you experienced that? So it's like, we can start to link feelings to memories and you can start to really see where that like interconnectedness is. And then when we get triggered, no wonder that feeling comes up because it's like all feelings are our chemical reactions in our brain, you know? So like, no wonder they pop up when we get triggered. Yeah. And I think, I think introducing the idea of limiting beliefs in the beginning, you're like, oh, I think this and I think that and I think this. And like the moment you get to sit down and be like, well, but why do I think that? Like I, one of the ones that I worked on personally was, um, it was about friendships because for a lot of years, I always told myself I was, I made better friends with dudes. And it was because I was scared. I was totally scared to be rejected by women. Um, and you don't actually make better friends with dudes. You are good friends with humans. And I think one of the things that you had me do in particular was write a list because of course lists, but of like proof that like I am a good friend. And so like every single time I make a new friendship or a new acquaintance, whether it's like Instagram or in real life, and then I'm having a bad day. I look at that list. I'm like, there are 30 reasons that show me tangible proof that like, no, I actually do have great friendships and I'm really good at being a good friend. Um, that, that kind of shit is super powerful when you can totally flip whatever you negative thought that you had in your head about yourself, figure out who put that in there, you know, no matter how many times you've repeated it over the years and then totally change it and be like, oh, I can just choose to believe this one cool. Yep. Yeah. And the list, like, you know, yeah, I'm such a big fan of lists, but like, it's like physical proof right in front of you. You're like having this negative thought. And then you look at this and you're like, Oh, I guess I can no longer think that way because literally here it is right in front of me. And yeah, I I have a very similar story to you as well. I I very much for the most of my life up until quite a few years, like a couple of years ago, thought that I just like didn't get along with women. Like I was just like, nope, they just don't like me. You know, I just make better friends with guys. And it really did come down to like, I was afraid of being rejected. I didn't want to like be made fun of. I had um, when I was younger, for whatever reason, I had um, at least three different instances where women bullied me when I was younger. So I was like, oh yeah, I totally don't want to get into that. And because of that though, like I, I hardened as a person and I got really hard kind of like you, you know, I would have described myself as like very stoic. I didn't get emotional a lot, you know, like deep down, I'm like a huge softy, but I was like, nope, we are building this wall and the shell and this is how I'm going to protect myself. And for me, brain rewiring, like allowed me to take down that shell in a safe way where I could do it at my own pace and speed. And I'm not saying it wasn't uncomfortable because it certainly fucking was to take that armor down. But on the other side of it, it's so much more fulfilling, like having relationships with women, having being friends with women, being able to lift other women up like that for me is probably one of like the best experiences of my life. 
Yeah. I mean, to echo that, like, if I'm being completely honest, so I first found you on Instagram uh, late 2019, I think. And I had heard about you in the, in my local climbing community, because you could work with a few of my climbing friends. And you made some comment on like a, a post for like a vegan Netflix documentary or something. I mean, it was, I don't remember what it was called, but like you made some comment that was, that was like, now I know that it's true, but like you said that comment and I was so angry at that post. I was like, who the hell does she think she is? And so then I heard like four or five women that I trusted and they're like, no, 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 Chelsea's great. I was like, yeah, but she has opinions. And I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to actually (laughs) not like someone. And then like we had our like discovery call and I was like, oh, this is going to be good for me. This is going to be great. So like originally I was like, I don't like her. Nope. She's too opinionated. And then I started talking to her and I was like, but her opinions are, I agree with them. Damn it. And like, you know, now it's turned into this like amazing friendship and like you've changed my life in many ways. But I remember, distinctly remember that moment. I was like, who the hell? Yeah. Now it's completely different. So. Love it. I haven't heard that story either. And I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I'm proud of you for being able to walk through that. Um, the feeling of being triggered because it's hard, you know, like, and we have the option to like harden to it or to explore it. And like you said, like you're a very curious person and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to keep my mind open and we're just going to see what it's all about. And I'm really glad that you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love telling that story to people. Cause I'm like, you never know when like the person you judge could be the exact person that you need in your life. Oh my like, God. You haven't, yes. you will like, there's a phrase that I've started using. Cause I, I was doing some work for a client and like, it's, it's a Jay Shetty quote. And he says, the people that need love the most always ask for it in the most unloving ways. So like that person that is like angry or like flips out in like the grocery store checkout line. Like the first thought you should have is I wonder what happened to make them so needing love and attention because that is a cry for it. So like, if you're having a moment where like you're pissed off, just ask yourself, what do you need? Cause you need something. And it's usually love mm-hmm. and acceptance in some form or another. So yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I, He came out with a new book and I have yet to read it, but I've heard it's very good. It's very good. Okay. I'm going to put it on my list of books that might have (laughs) actually eventually get read. (laughs) We'll see about that one. But okay. So to wrap this up, um, I thank you like so much for sharing your story. Like this, I think is so helpful for people to really hear like the ins and outs of brain rewiring and hear everybody's different experience. But for you, what was one of like the biggest takeaways that you had from the program? Um, I, I can never narrow it down to one. I think that's really too difficult. So I'm going to give you my top three. Um, cause I like odd numbers and even numbers just drive me nuts. Um, I would say the first one is the power to be vulnerable. Um, we need way more of that on this planet and you don't know the benefits of sharing your own story until you do. And when you do, and somebody connects to it, you've won at life because we only get through life with each other and we all end up the same way. Um, I would say number two is thought shifting. That is the most powerful tool that I literally probably use every single day. Like when, I'm angry at someone and I'm like, nope, I'm experiencing anger. Why am I experiencing anger? What am I trying to actually get at? And usually it's because I want to help someone with what they're struggling with instead of being angry at them for being an idiot, because it's not actually true. It's I'm relating to them on some way and I want to help because I know how. So I experience anger. And I think the third thing would definitely be community. The women I have met, not just by being connected to you, um, but also in the programs, like, and seeing the power of women helping women and being vulnerable with each other on some, like, really deep shit is, like, the benefits cannot be stated enough. Like, the moment you can relate to someone going through a hard time helps you go through your own hard time. And there is so much benefit to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
I, I really do feel like so often we, like, we just don't have the tools to process things sometimes and to process trauma, maybe things that we've been through when we were younger and we just like stuff it down and we're like, no, I'm totally fine. Like I'm super fine. I'm good to go. And then you talk to other people that are going through things and it actually helps you process your own trauma on your side. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, there were many moments where like somebody in like a group call was saying something. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really relate to that. And then like two days later, I'm like, oh my God, it's like the light bulb went off. And I was like, oh, is that what they were talking about? Like, I think we've spent, and I can't speak to men's experiences because I'm not one, but women in my experience spend so much time not saying what they want or how they feel and over explaining themselves that we just, there are so many barriers we put to connection when connection is the thing that is going to break down those barriers. And like, it's, you know, if anybody is curious about this program, one, ask all the questions you want, because like, if you have an inkling that this might help you, I guarantee you, it will help you. I will also guarantee that it's not going to be pleasant the whole time, but you can't like life is about balance. If you don't know the shittiest parts of life, you can't appreciate the happiest moments. Like if I had never broken my foot, I would have never known that I could overcome injury and come out 10 times better on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was so well put it. Uh, yes. You are really great at speaking and I'm so happy to have you on here. Like it's, we were just talking before the podcast, how Duffy loves talking. And I was like, well, maybe a podcast is in your future. And like you being able to share your experience, um, I can also guarantee it won't be comfortable for you if you do the work and you actually do all the homework, you watch the modules and you do the work on yourself, dig in. And yeah, it's, it's fucking uncomfortable and it's probably going to bring a lot of shit up and That's why you have the community during the program though. And for me, um, thinking about like the direction that my business is going, this is why as of like right now, I'm really unwilling to do brain rewiring as a self-paced program. I just, I think that the community aspect, you just, you need it. Like if you're going to dig some shit up, you've got to have some way to process it. That's not a journal. It's got to be deeper than that. Yeah, for sure. It, it has to Mm -hmm. like it it would not have been the same experience without the other women. And even I'll say like, even if I didn't make any connections, like if I didn't have friendships from this outside of synergy, like just seeing other women go through things and some things were like a lot fucking heavier than things that have ever happened in my life. And like, it's not to say that like, Oh, well, you know, she's going through some shit, so I'm not doing that bad, but like, that's a legitimate feeling as well. Like, okay. So like, not that my problems are small, I can overcome them, but like there are people dealing with much bigger things. Like if they're capable of dealing with that, I'm so capable of dealing with this. Yep. Yeah. It's all about that perspective too. And then, yeah, making sure, and this was a big kind of theme through the program too, is like making sure that we actually did dive into our past and our childhood and say like, not writing off our trauma is like, oh, it's not as big as that other person. So I don't need to work on it. Like actually like your experience is unique to you. And if it's something that in the future is affecting you and you constantly are re-triggered by something that we haven't dealt with in your past, like that's a trauma. It's personalized to you. It's, you know, whether it's big or little, maybe somebody else can experience the quote, same thing. And it's vastly different to them. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like the tools that you need to cope with it and eventually be able to fully process and move through it. Like that's what brain rewiring does for you. Yeah, for sure. So good. So good. Thank you so much for coming on. So let people know where they can connect with you further. I'm really excited for people to follow you on Instagram. Um, Ducky has an adorably cute dog, Jojo, that I love so much. She has such a personality and super excited. So where can people find you? Okay. You can find me on Instagram at lucky duck coaching, all lowercase, all one word. Um, there is lots of mindset content. There is lots of nutrition content. Um, I also do personal training. Um, although that's way lower on my priorities. Like I want women to fix their brains and their guts. Like I want you to eat for you. I want you to fix your brain for you. Um, there is also lots of doggy content. Um, my dog is 
very old and very lazy, but the most adorable. So feel free to reach out if you ever have questions. I'm always there for you. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. For those of you listening, be sure to tag us in your stories on Instagram. We seriously cannot wait to hear what you took away from this episode. And hopefully we'll be able to have Ducky on in the future with some juicy mindset content. I'm really excited. Yay! For that. that should be so much fun. Totally down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you so much to Ducky for coming on the show. I hope that you absolutely loved this interview. I know that I absolutely love talking with Ducky. I have such a huge smile on my face every time that we're able to talk. I'm so proud of her, so proud of how far she's come, and so, so thankful that she wanted to share her story about brain rewiring with everyone. I know it can be very vulnerable to actually, you know, have people listen to you and to be seen fully, but that's what this is all about, is really standing in your power and saying, this is who I am. Take, take it or leave it. And it's just, it's so cool for me as a coach to be able to witness my clients doing that. So if you have not yet left a rating or review, make sure you do it. It helps me so incredibly much and I appreciate it so much. I love reading all of the reviews. It absolutely makes my day and it really helps me learn exactly what you want to hear more of, what types of podcasts you like. If you like the interviews, if you like more solo episodes, if you like Q&A, if you like more life updates, I want to know. So let me know. And if you loved this episode, be sure to to tag Ducky and I in your Instagram stories, and I just have so much fun reposting those. I will talk to you next episode. Thank you so much for listening.